Tatis Double Dong. Let's step into the on-deck circle. You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar App, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and KC Bubba. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it's Casey Bubba, and it's you. And we are here breaking down all things DFS this morning. It's a glorious Tuesday morning for you here. And there were a lot of guys that decided that one home run was not enough for them on Monday night. And we'll tell you who they were, obviously. And uh, the good news is that Ryu is exactly the guy we wanted him to be the guy we thought he would be uh another six strong innings from Ryu he continues to look very good Ross Stripling however had some troubles and we will take the heat on that one I mean I know I will when a team is 10 games under 500 that to me is a team I'm targeting with the best team in baseball pretty much no matter who's on the mound and Ross Stripling last night did not fulfill his promise however Fernando Tatis Jr. did two home runs for him two home runs uh, also for Tim Anderson. And, uh, you know, you were so close. Luke Voigt was your other guy last night. And yep. uh, he had two home runs too. So close, but uh, you weren't able to extend your lead on the home run race on me last night. But it was a night of double dongs. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it was. Uh, we knew it was a lot of bad pitching. We kept saying that over and over again, that there's going to be a lot of offense. And my goodness, there was. It was all over the place. If you found the one or two guys that were pretty good on the mound, you were just rocking and rolling. But I know some people that scored well over 200 points on FanDuel and were even close to getting to the gold. So it was a, a very fun and interesting night of on the diamond. Well, we kind of said it too. We said, look, it's, it's going to be weird, <laughs> you yeah. know, and you know, gallon was good again too. And it was, a you know, we were a little afraid of that one. And, and I, I think that when you have starts like that, you look at it and go, okay, this is now the confidence builders there. And I don't even mind paying up another 500 bucks for him or whatever it ends up being next time he's out because, mm-hmm. I I would like to be confident in the arms that I'm throwing out there, especially on the single pitcher site. So that was important as well. All right, let's let's fly around uh, yesterday's games here. Uh, you know, Cardinals will up 12 games every day. Uh, they mm-hmm. won that first one against the Cubs, three uh, one. Blue Jay seven two. We talked about Ryu six uh, innings, four hit ball. Gritchick Dinger. That's what you want against the Orioles. So Ryu is back to being Ryu basically. So I mean, does he have high ceiling? No. But on a night like last night, he was just clearly the floor guy. Like he was just, there was no doubt about like my confidence level in him compared to everyone else. Uh, the Yankees six three over the Red Sox. We talked about Voight homering and Chapman returned. So there you go. So the rich get richer. What you know what though? But the Yankees certainly need somebody to get healthy. In all fairness, like it, yes. it's, yes, it's not gone well for them the last few weeks. That's for sure. Uh, Brave seven six over the Nats. Swanson, it's a walk off. So good to see Dansby Swanson continue to have. A nice 2020, man. I mean, you know, this was a guy that a couple years ago, first overall pick, gets traded for Shelby Miller. Disappointing, disappointing. I mean, at his best in college, he was a big doubles line drive kind of guy, and he seems like he's getting back Mm -hmm. to that style of hitting, which is, I think, very good. So no matter what was going on here, I don't know what happened these first few years, but it seems like Swanson's starting at least to become the player that we thought he would be. Yeah, sometimes it's, you know, you get drafted so high, all the, all the spotlights on you, and some guys just, you know, it takes a little while to get going. He got rushed through the minors, and uh, then he get traded. There's got to be a lot going on on a young kid's head with all that. So he finally got to sit back. They put him at the bottom of the order for a year or two in Atlanta, and then they moved him up, and he's been uh, 
He had a good last season before he got hurt, and he's taken over in 2020 for sure. Cano and Alonzo both hit home runs as the Mets beat up the Marlins 11-4. to So uh, good there. On uh, And once again, you know, we talked about Yamamoto not being very good yesterday. His ERA is up to 11. So, you know. And he got demoted <laughs> last night. So and he got demoted. Like, it was a rough night for Jordan Yamamoto. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But, you know, we, you know, you got to look for these things. And we talked about some of the Mets bats yesterday, too, being, you know, uh, DK, they were expensive. FanDuel, they weren't, which was always, to me, one of those big red flags. It's like, okay, algorithm saying they're going to be good. Take whatever discount you can get wherever you can get it. Second game of the doubleheader, Cubs came back, beat the Cardinals 5-4 there in that one. Then you have the White Sox once again. Tyler Boyd, first two batters he faces. What does he do? He gives up solo home runs. Tim Anderson had two on the night. You know, it's funny because my other guy was Tim Anderson I wanted to go with. I said, nah, now let's go with Aloy. He's really hot, but should have gone with Tim Anderson. We both would have had four home runs if we had our other alternate guy in there. But, you know, close is not close enough. You got to have the right ones. Nelson Cruz, I forgot. He also homered twice. (laughs) Yeah, it was a a night of dongs. Oh, my goodness. Everybody went yard. Uh, And Bobby got the loss. Poor Mm Bubba. 4-1, you know, but. You know, it could have been worse. We'll see you in five days, Booby. <laughs> see you in five days, Booby. Uh, fourteen to four. Padres uh, beat up on the Rangers here. The Padres goes to uh, back to five hundred right here. Uh, Tatis two home runs. Obviously, you know him and Juan Soto right now are looking like the dudes. Bad news for the Padres though. Yesterday, Tommy Pham's going to miss some time. So, uh, and that's a tricky injury to the ham eight one. So. Yeah. I don't want to say a season's over, but a season's over. And it's a big blow to the Padres. They're not like the, you know, the thickest lineup, in my opinion. It's a little top heavy, but if I, you know, hey, if if Tatis keeps pitching, I mean, uh, hitting the way he's hitting, you know, it's hard to argue. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's uh, He hit that grand slam last night. And uh, if anything, it, he's 21 years old and he's doing things that just don't make any sense right now. He's so, so good. I just hope he stays healthy because we need this in baseball. Yeah, totally. I mean, him and Juan Soto right now are just excited. And yeah, I love fun. that. You, they're fun. They're must-see at-bats, you know, and and mm-hmm. that is, that's really important right now. It's a, it's a big yep. deal. It, it's You need some feel-good stuff. You need some energy, and these are high-energy, uh, high-octane kind of guys, and, and yep. baseball needs that in the worst way, and I hope they embrace it because there is still a constituency of baseball people who don't like those guys. And well, I like just – like. Uh, it, it, it was fun last night. It was fun last night. They were showing the one the one soda about an MLB network where the Yankees game was on rain delay. The bases were loaded. And he hits a bomb to left field and it just barely misses the foul pole and goes foul. And he's just laughing like a kid, just laughing. Next pitch, he hits to straightaway center field and the guy catches it with his back against the wall. And yeah. he literally is, he's he's jogging to second laughing. And I'm like, this is fun. This kid gets it. It yeah. was like, it was awesome. Wow. What's wrong with smiling and enjoying exactly. things? Exactly. I mean, it was awesome. Oh, you know, everyone wants everybody so stoic. And I mean, not everybody's Ted Williams. You know what I mean? Yep. God, you know, and Ted Williams wouldn't get, get off my great lawn. ratings. <laughs> Got news for you. Let's <laughs> let's have some fun. Let's get some energy out there. God, uh, Correa had a mm-hmm. double uh, to help the uh, Astros win 2-1. Uh, Bilek did sneak out the victory. His ERA is down to one six nine. Uh, you know, Freeland didn't pitch poorly in this one. You know, he's going to take the loss here, but that ERA is at two five six. Peralta's ninth inning single lifts the Diamondbacks past the A's. Uh, then you also got Lestel with a walk off. Uh, so seven six Angels over the Giants, and then of course that Mariner debacle. Corey and Kyle Seager though became the first pair of brothers in nineteen years to homer as opponents. What a touching moment for the oh, family. That is so sweet. You know, if it wasn't COVID, they could have hugged it out. Uh, yeah, but you know you can't nowadays. So like, yeah, you can't they right. frown upon that. <laughs> they fr- <laughs> it's a uh, frown upon, dude. Uh, you have some <laughs> afternoon games today, so let's turn the slate over to Tuesday. 
and let's talk about them here. We've got uh, a 310 start here with the roof closed in Houston. Uh, then we've got uh, the Texas Rangers and the Padres in the four o'clock. And then you got Trevor Cahill and Dylan Bundy. Uh, look, you know, <clears throat> Granky and Bundy are practically the same price. Um, I'm curious, would you fade both of them and just go, you know, load up on some bats and take Mike Miner, whose FIP has been better than his actual ERA? Or do you keep it simple and say, you know what, Dylan Bundy probably has the best matchup here. Just go, go chalk, pay the extra 400 for Bundy on the single pitcher site. Yeah, this is a fun way to go about it because I will. I know I say it every day. It's like a broken record, but I have to repeat it to people because it seems like every night no one understands why the, there's so many runs on the West Coast right now. It is ridiculously hot. hot. Yeah, and these are day games in LA. Like these are the balls going to fly out of here. So I love Bundy. I think he's a great play. I think this. I think he's kind of might want to play it safer with Granky indoors, or Houston's been quiet lately. If you want to go Sensatella, he's actually pitched really well this year, especially on the road. And you can get all the bats you want in between San Diego and LA. That's, that's I, how I'd go about it on a three gamer. It's not bad. I mean, I'll tell you what. I would. I would actually consider. You know, because Bundy on DK is actually cheaper. Mm-hmm. I would actually. You know, he's only nine point one, and Granky's nine four. I would actually Reasonable consider doing Senza. Yeah, I would. I would do Senzatella and Bundy on DK, and on Fanduel single yeah. pitcher do Granky. <laughs> just yeah. like uh, I, I think I just play it. Play it. See what goes. Indoor game, and then yeah. go from there. That's what I would do. It's fair. It's definitely fair. Uh, and look, you know, I spend too much time on this one, but uh, for you who kind of pops up there, because, you know, I, I, you know, when you see names like uh, Joey Gallo against a lefty, you don't realize Joey Gallo has been hitting left-handed pitching mm-hmm. really well this year. So I, yeah. I would, I would make sure he's in my lineup right now today. If you're playing the day slate. I agree. And more Adrian Morion's making uh, the spot star here, young prospects for the, the Padres, but he's not going to go deep in this game. So you're going to get a lot of Padres bullpen, which is good in the back end. Not so much in the middle. So the Rangers uh, could be a fun one because most people will play the Angels. Most people play the 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 Astros. So kind of focusing on this Padres-Texas game, you're going to get some nice exposure here. And, you know, the you know, just play Fernando Tatis Jr. Just do it. Yeah, just just play Tatis. <laughs> uh, he, he's 5'3 on DK, but you know what? Play Cronenworth. He's only three, and you can make yep. it work. It marginalizes. Exactly. And, you know what? Same thing over on, on the FanDuel side. Cronenworth is 2.4. You can get a little, you know, fill the stat line a little bit, nothing special, and then go up to Tatis at 4-4 and, and just get him in the lineup. The guy's just unconscious, man. He's been so good. It's just – And Ty France, is all, Ty France is always the cheap righty versus lefties. Just remember yeah. that. All right, let's uh, continue on here. We have a 6-10 game now for the all-day on FanDuel. Frankie Montas at 9.1 trying to make his start. You know, we tried to do this last week. It did work out. It was really annoyed. And now he's at nine one, which is more expensive than last time. He was eight yeah. eight in that last start, so I'm a little little mm-hmm. frustrated here with the questionable tag. I don't know. I mean, do I want to do I want to put him into the all day? I think you can make the argument for it against Luke Waver. I really do. So yeah. I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there and walk away and see what you think. Yeah, the win equity is huge because I think Weaver's hot garbage. I yeah. really don't think he's good at all. So the win equity is huge. It is ironic that like he's had $300 more when he was at the Giants last week. So go figure that one. But, um, yeah, I have no problem with Montas. It's a good way to get exposure to the early game before the all-day. Uh, the bats-wise, you know, Matty Olson, home run type stuff. Robbie Grossman went deep again yesterday. I was just going to say, he, Robbie Grossman's yeah, 3.7, and he's been on fire, man. Yep, so. just keep playing him and go away. I wouldn't stack this game because the A's are weird. If you look at them, it's like home run or nothing with them. But if you want like one off with Grossman or something and get some value, I'm all for it. 
Yeah, I think actually Grossman's a guy that I would definitely cherry pick if I'm doing the all day mm-hmm. without a doubt. And of course, we're going to fade away from the Diamondbacks if we like Frankie Montas and not waste anybody's time, mm-hmm. you know, kind of going through that. All right, let's talk about this next one here. You got Blake Snell versus Tanaka. So the Red Sox leave down, the Rays come into town, and this is a, a repeat of last week's matchup. So Luke Voigt swinging a good bat here, hitting in the two hole. Uh, Urshela, same thing. So you get some value here with the Yankees against Snell, 3 5 for Voigt, 3 2 for Urshela, 2 9 for Glaber Torres. So the middle of this Yankees order is very reasonably priced. Uh, Brandon Lau at 3.9 has been outstanding as well. Just want to point that out. Uh, over on DraftKings, Lau is 4.9. You know, very expensive there because he's been red hot. And the, all the Yankees I just mentioned before are all in the mid-four range. So mm-hmm. do you approach this game? Do you fade it away? Is this the four outcome runaway for you? Because it's starting to feel like it for me unless you're playing multi-entry GPP. Yeah, this is the four outcome runaway because, you know, Tanaka at times, if his splitter's working, is great. Right. Snell's actually almost close to 100 pitches now, so we could see six, maybe seven. If he does that, you don't want anything to do with the Yankees. Given an, like multi-entry, like you said, okay, sure, they have so much power, great. But in reality, uh, a guy that plays more cash or single entry, three entries type stuff, I'm just going to fade this game. Uh, you know, I don't know why DraftKings hadn't made the adjustment, by the way, to the – you know, they knew that the times are going to be wacky, you know, all these six o'clock mm-hmm. games. I don't know why they didn't involve them in an all day kind of option. They've done it every year because I remember, remember how Cleveland usually always like when school starts, yeah. they do like the 640 games. Right. They never include them. It's the most annoying thing ever. I just don't get that. It's just I don't I don't understand why, you know, we are missing baseball. Like, why, why, yeah. why, why are you doing this? Embrace. Add the variance of another, another game. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in this particular environment yeah, where you climate, knew it was going to yeah. be chaos. And you knew how many mm-hmm. of these games are going to be wacky starts and double headers and all kinds Pitcher of crap. scratches and all this stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah more options. I don't know. Well, you know, but here's my argument against doing the all day slate. It's Carlos Carrasco, who's basically the same price as Frankie Montas. And, you know, it's, and, and mm-hmm. I just, that, I mean, for $700 more, I get a matchup against the pirates and I'm just, yeah. I'm just going to take it. Like, I'm just <laughs> sorry, everybody. <laughs> it's a cop out. I don't care if it's 100% owned. It's not wrong. Uh, Framil Reyes, as long as he's healthy, is another you know guy to look at. Carlos Santana hit from the left side of the plate against Brubaker here, 2.8 for him. Um, you know Lindor still reasonably priced at 3.6. Cesar Hernandez at 2.7. It's a really nice play on Fanduel. Just get in with Carrasco, get in with the Indians, and and not overthink it on the on the DK side. Um, more expensive, obviously. All these guys more expensive. Santana 4.3. Lindor all the way at 5.3 you know, even Jose Ramirez five, four. I mean, you know, it's, it's telling you it's a good matchup. Take the good matchup, make some money. Don't overthink it. If it bombs, it bombs like last night, like stripling and the Dodgers mm-hmm. bombed against one of the worst teams in baseball, <laughs> you know, like, uh, okay, like that's baseball. It's going to happen. But more often than not, you're going to get the same thing. We were kind of trolling the pirates last week with Sonny Gray. This is the same feeling I have about Carrasco and the Indians tonight. I completely agree. We don't have to go too deep on this one. Carrasco, great spot here. Very good cash game play with the floor he's going to bring to the table tonight. And the Indians on Fanduel, much more viable. If uh, It's harder to stack them on DK, but they, their bats did wake up, so I'll give them that. If Franville's healthy, he got hit in the hand on Sunday, but he should play at 44. <clears throat> I'm still good with a one-off there because he's uh, he's swinging it so well, but it's hard to stack in that one. But Carrasco's the, the main storyline here. All right. The main storyline in the Nets, a uh, Braves game is definitely going to be Juan Soto. He's 4.7 off Vandal, very pricey. He is 5.9 on DK. That's where it gets out of control, basically. Um, This is a game I don't have a good beat on. So, you know, whenever I don't have a good beat on, I also tend to stay away. Um, 
mm-hmm. it's not because I see all the different outcomes. It's just because I'm looking at that, you know, the, the Braves lineup when it doesn't have Albies or it doesn't have Acuna in it is, it's just not the same kind of, you know, offense. And, and look, they, they do strike out a ton as well. Um, and on the same side, like I like taking the one-offs against the Nats, you know, once uh, for the Nats once in a while, you know, guys like, you know, Kendrick and Cabrera we've used quite a bit, but you know, really it just feels like Juan Soto is that one piece I would want and everything else, you know, they continue to kind of be a punch and Judy offense for the most part outside of Mr. Soto. So w- what's your thoughts on this one? Cause I'm kind of lost here. Yeah. The, um, you got, you know, opening up who's been getting shelled every time he opens and Josh Tomlin's coming in and he's been okay out of the bullpen, but it's Josh Tomlin. So I'm not too concerned about that. So like Juan Soto, uh, as Drupal Cabrera's three, three on Fanduel, he's been uh, hitting cleanup went deep again yesterday. But it is it is tough. Like we talked yesterday, you got Adam Eaton and Victor Robles are super cheap on both sites still. Um, Nick Marcakis has a one off for Atlanta. He's been swinging it really well. He's thirty seven hundred on DK. He's super cheap on um, on Fanduel as well at two point four. So you can look those routes, but I'm um, not playing the pitching in this one. Voth can be good, but I don't see the ceiling for Voth. Yeah, I think that's that's where I'm looking. Like it just and look, this game might end up being ten eight or something like that, and might yield a ton of points. If it does, like I'm going to try to take the value side on the Braves. I'm going to take Marquez and Ozuna and that kind of thing, and and Freddie Freeman. Like, or or if you want to go Dansby Swanson, Freeman, Ozuna, that's fine. Like that that would be the path I would take in this one if you wanted to get a little strange here. Uh, strange. Speaking of uh, the Mariners, beat up on the Dodgers last night. I mean, these things happen. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's mm-hmm. at 7.1 on FanDuel. And, uh, you know, this is very tempting. I feel like we're going back into last night. He's 8.7 on DK. Would you go back to this well and uh, take a, a flyer with Gonsolin? Or do you think that this is also kind of a trap? It feels like um, you need that Star Wars gift that it's a trap. That's what it's starting to feel like. Uh, Gonsolin was good in his last time because he struck out eight guys in four and two thirds. If he's not striking guys out, he's in trouble. And yes, Seattle does strike out a lot. But this is an all-or-nothing type thing with Gonsolin. On Fanduel, I can see it at 7-1. But I don't even know if he's going to qualify for a quality start. And that uh, that kind of worries me a bit there. So, yeah, it's, it's a good matchup for Gonsolin. But uh, I, he has to be, like, on-on to produce the outcome we're looking for. So I'm going to just kind of stay away from the pitching here and just load up on the bats on, a, on an early evening game in California. Mookie Betts is on fire. He's expensive, but he's playing well. Corey Seager's hitting everything. It's just one of those, like, two-man stacks. And loving with those two and kind of going from there and if you want to play Kyle Seager who's playing it well as a one-off for Seattle I got no problem with that either yeah no uh, I understand yeah Corey Seager you know has been excellent and um you know the Seager boys that's a nice story like for the family right you have two mm-hmm. brothers playing in the same game and hitting home runs that's that's good I like that I like good stories I like to feel good uh the roof's gonna be yeah. closed in Miami we'll see if the Mets offense can continue to be good against Umberto Mejia uh, David Pierce is going to take the bound 7-6. I don't have much love for the pitching here. Uh, but as of right now, once again, you're going to see big variants. Pete Alonso, 5.2 over on DK, over on FanDuel. What's Pete Alonso's salary? It is 3.4. Big difference. You know, one's you're mm-hmm. paying a premium for, the other you're not. And I think, you know, it's not a cash game play, Pete Alonso, right now, because I do think there's still too much swing and miss going on. But you know the power's there without a doubt. Um, Cano's been pretty good this year when he's been, he's back in the lineup. And so far he's been good again since he got back in the second time after an injury. So he's just 2.9. He's actually one of the cheaper guys out there. So the Mets are kind of appealing today, uh, against the Marlins. McNeil is a 2.7 JD Davis, a 2.8. I'm actually kind of liking the Mets stack today, which is something I rarely say, but you know what? It looks pretty good. And, and I think the Marlins have come back down to earth since their 
triumphant return where they beat up on the Orioles. I think we're starting to see the uh, the Marlins we thought we would see. What do you think about that? Yeah, I'm 100 with you. They're going to be a little more popular after last night, but they're definitely more of a Fanduel play than DraftKings. Still pricing on DraftKings, but you can guys like Nemo, Dom Smith, reasonably priced over there, and Cano's 45, but he's kind of earning it. It's a steep for cash, but he's there. And then the one thing I will mention is on DraftKings on a two pitcher side, David Peterson can be your SP two. I'm okay with him there. That's kind of a decent like 15 plus point four guy at 7600. But yeah. uh, on the Fanduel, I'm not going to go there. No, but you know what? I think you're right. Like you said, the win equity might be there. Um, 7.6 is enough to get involved. Uh, the other guy that you can make a case for on DK2 is Zach Eflin at 6.9. You want to make that case yes, against, definitely, the, against the Red Sox? Yeah, like the Red Sox are just not good. Like you're just not a good baseball no. team. And I understand Eflin is not Aranola, but, you know, once again, we're, we're searching with that secondary pitcher for – for a W and I think Eflin is one of those guys you could put in that DK conversation as the secondary arm guy. If, if you have Carrasco already or something like that, where you feel really good yep. about it. Um, I love Bryce Harper tonight against Zach Godley. Uh, once again, he is five point. <laughs> he's 5.5 K real Muto is five, three on, on Fanduel. You still have to pay for Harper. He's four, two real Muto is just three, seven. So, you know, a little bit more leeway there um on the FanDuel side anything else here for this one uh Verdugo at the top of this order now by the way you know tonight too so keep that in mind uh it's another guy who's had a pretty good season kind of very quietly and what's otherwise lost of the Red Sox <laughs> yeah no it's a lost season for them and I don't have a whole lot more on this one because there's so many questionable guys for Philadelphia right now so it's mainly uh Eflin is a good SP2 option I'm with you there and then Real Muto and Harper are the main two targets for sure yeah, both those guys have been excellent this year. No doubt about it. All right, Nate Pearson. This is another one that kind of feels like a trap. He's 7K on FanDuel. I think it's going – people are going to take this shot. And, and I don't know if it's the right call. I got to be honest. There's there's another guy that I think I want to make a case for who, you know, I'm going to have to pay more for, <laughs> I think. But, you know. <laughs> but with Nate Pearson at 7-4, the strikeout potential's there. There's no doubt about that. It's I'm just a little concerned, you know, because the Orioles have played better. And and last night I was specifically targeting Ryu, despite the fact that the Orioles have been good. And you even brought it up on yesterday's show that, hey, you know, this is not perfect because <laughs> Ryu, you know, is facing an Orioles team that's hit the baseball. And I'm going to kind of fade back from this one tonight. Are you going to be aggressive on Peterson? He's 7-4 on DK is another guy that, you know, could be a nice secondary arm. That I understand. Uh, he's 7K on FanDuel. Would you get involved in this game tonight or some of the right-handed bats like Teoscar Hernandez or Vlad against LeBlanc? Yeah, I'm more interested in the bats like Teoscar at 32, uh, Vlad at 29. But more importantly, a guy that's like on absolute fire for the Blue Jays went deep again last night. Grichik at 24 is the guy you want. Hits lefties extremely well. He's hitting everybody really well last night or this uh, last few weeks. So I want him a lot on uh, FanDuel at his price, only 39 on DK. Very affordable. There's a lot of decent priced bats uh, in, in this game. Like Ronaldo Nunez at 41, Santander at 43. You can play with those kind of prices. And uh, th there's going to be some offense in this game. Yeah, uh, I, I would agree with that. Uh, that's why I'm fading away from the pitchers here. And listen to what Bubba says. He's right on there. All right, Luis Castillo, 10.4 against Brad Keller, 8.3. You know, Castillo has been a little up and down too. Um, you know, if you go look at the FIP numbers again, it's it, it says that Things are going to turn around for him a little bit. Uh, Winker's been incredible. I like Winker tonight, 2.8. Mm -hmm. He's going to be in every lineup. Um, so for, <laughs> for me, he's just 3.8 on DK also. So I think it's a really good matchup for him. Uh, anything else here? Because when I see Luis Castillo, I don't get excited about, you know, getting guys like Soler and Merrifield in my lineup because Castillo can be that good. Yeah, I'm with you. It's tough to fade him. It's one of those he could go five or six and you bullpen, but you can't really predict that. So I'm with you on Winker as a really, really good one-off. 
And on a two-pitcher side, if, if you want to fade Eflin, who I think is a good play, um, Keller's actually pitched much, much better this year, and he's 6700 bucks as a, as a playing a team that hasn't played in five or six days. That could be a, an interesting option. Dylan Cease is going to be an interesting option, too, against Tariq Skubal. Um mm-hmm. 8.5K for him on DK. That's reasonable. On FanDuel, 8.2. I wish it was just a little cheaper on the FanDuel and the single pitcher, but Look, Roberts, terrific here, 3 1. Aloy Jimenez on FanDuel, 3 4. Abreu at 3. You're, you know, Anderson at 3 3. Like all these guys are still in that low three range, and all of them have such huge upside. And Anderson showed it last night. Aloy showed it over the weekend. And Robert showed it last night. You know, these guys continue to show that they are just good investments and they're good returns. And mm-hmm. against the lefty here, I'm just worried that this big right handed power is going to eat this kid alive. Yeah, he's and he's only going to throw about 50 pitches. So then you get that wonderful Detroit bullpen. So play all your White Sox. All of them. Yeah, this is all going of to be them. an awesome game. It's like, all of like you said, Abreu, Robert, them. Anderson, Jimenez, they're a little pricey, but my goodness, they're going to be, have a monster Yeah, game. I mean, McCall, like, Cease, you could just stack the hell out of this game for the White Sox yeah. side at least. And the Cease is an SP2 on DK. I like uh, a bit as well. Yeah, I think it's a little safer. Uh, I'll tell you what, too. I also really like Kenta Maeda tonight. 8.8 against Corbin Burns. It burns. It burns, uh, baby. Kenta Maeda at 8.8. That's my tournament arm of the night. I'm, I'm going to save $1,000 from Carrasco and just take the W. <laughs> I'm just going to yep. – because Kenta Maeda is going out there and basically throwing six innings every time. His mm-hmm. first start was five. Every other start was six. He's he's going to throw basically a quality start. And, and nobody on, on the slate tonight in the, in the evening really has – we're talking, you know, there's no Max Scherzer. There's no big time strikeout guy that we have to worry about. The, none of the big Indians guys besides Carrasco. I mean, Carrasco's out there. Like, that's the only other guy, right? So this yep. could be a night where you take that tor- that cash lineup and throw it in tournaments if Carrasco goes off and has just an incredible evening against the Pirates, which is very possible. Like, we could have, like, not maybe not complete game, but maybe, like, a 7-8 inning. I mean, who knows? Maybe you could throw a complete game shutout. It's possible. That's how good this matchup is. But outside of that, I think, like, the best – safest thing that I feel is Kenta Maeda at 8.8 against the Brewers. And it's not knock on the Brewers is Maeda has been good. And that twins offense is, is solid, man. I mean, you just know every night that they're going to, they're going to put up run support. Yeah. You're hundred percent right here. Like in Maeda's 97 on DK, where it's a little more kind of like $200 more for Carrasco seems a more appealing play, but on FanDuel saving a thousand dollars, he just took care of business in Milwaukee his last time out. The Brewers, like you said, it's nothing against the Brewers, but at the same time it is because they're striking out a ton. They're not hitting righties well. Their offense is just in a funk. It's really, really bad. And made at home with that offense, like you said, Burns is good. But he's only going to go four or five maybe at the most in Milwaukee's bullpen. So the win equity is huge. Play Kenta Maeda and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, now, what are your thoughts on you, Darvish, at 9-9 tonight uh, against the Cardinals? You know, they, they've it's all very been... intriguing. It is. Oh, it's tough though. Like I'm, I'm just. It's, it, I'd rather Carrasco or Maeda better matchups. Well, I'm just thinking about matchups compared to matchups compared to price compared to like all those factors. When you factor everything in, that's kind mm-hmm. of where where I'm thinking. And and I don't think you Darvish is wrong. I'm just saying it's just you know I think that I'd still rather have Carrasco. All things being equal tonight, you know these these yep. game these things where you know teams are playing multiple games all the time and all this stuff like that. I think things get a little wacky and it's just tough. It's tougher to gauge. And I just, you know, you don't know what the fatigue factor is. And sometimes that's the opposite effect. Like the Cardinals playing so many games that they're just locked in potentially. And they're just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of zombieing through it. But uh, I'll tell you what, just jumping back real quick, because I don't like any of the hitting in that game necessarily. Like I'm not thrilled. Mm-hmm. Is there somebody in the Cubs Cardinals game that you're pointing out that you want to be involved in tonight? If I haven't looked at the weather, if, like for some reason the wind's blowing out, 
you can get some lefties versus Ponce de Leon. It looks like it's blowing in today as of right now. Yeah, so then, like I, I, then I really want to stay away then. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, you, I, sometimes I don't care about weather, but Wrigley is Wrigley. And that's, it's been, it's got a track record. It looks like 11 way. miles an hour in right now is what that weather yeah, is. So I'm, that's not I'm good. Then. Yeah. Uh, I tell I'm you good. what though, I, I'm going to, I'm going to attack that. Oh, that Brewers uh, team too a little bit today with some twins. Uh, you know, twins and White Sox is where I want my offense. The Mets has a good one for a little more cost effectiveness mm-hmm. even. Um, so there's some definitely good offenses out there. We went through the pitchers. So that means there's only one thing left, and that is to call our shot. So it's that time, boys and girls. It's time to call our shot. Bubba and I are going to pick somebody to go home run. That's right. Go yard tonight in uh, Major League Baseball. So Bubba, why don't you go first and give me your pick to leave the yard? That's so kind of you to let me go first, Joey P. So my pick to go yard, and this is, um, I'm not going to get cute. We talked about not getting cute anymore. So give me Mookie Betts tonight. He's going to hit another one uh, against Marco Gonzalez and company out there on the West Coast. All right. I like that one. I like it. You know, this guy was the gif on yesterday's show. So I'm going to go with Jose Abreu uh, going yard against the Tigers tonight. I just, I like that White Sox lineup. I just do. I absolutely do. So there you go. So those are our picks. And if you retweet this segment over on Twitter at LineStar app on Twitter, uh, you can win yourself some free stuff. Just reply to it. See who your home run call is and get in the fun with us and uh, win yourself some free swag. Everybody likes free stuff. And if you're new to the show, make sure you subscribe to the On Deck DFS podcast wherever you get your podcast. Google, Stitcher, iHeart, iTunes, iEverything. We are there. And you can follow us on Twitter at LineStar app at LineStar MLB. And go get that LineStar app and upgrade to the premium product, too, so you can use the optimizer and all the tools to check everything out there. The stats are easy to understand. It's not overwhelming. Again, DFS for everybody. You can also follow Bubba on Twitter, at Bubba and myself at JoePizzaPS17. That'll do it for us. But the story of the game goes on. There's nothing left to do now except step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and KC Bubba.